here. And that lets you save the look here. True form life. Green look on Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You've just tuned in to the only health and fitness show in central Alberta. I'm your host, True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. Today we're talking about the scale moving up. We got a two-for-one recipe for you. And we're talking about mindset, the breaking point. That's all coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert on 96.5 CKFM. Why is the scale going up? I want to address this question because it's recently come up a few times. We've had some long-term members that have been doing so well and I've seen some incredible results. One of the questions I'm getting is, my jeans are starting to fit tighter and I'm starting to see the scale increase, meaning they're gaining weight, which of course because of our society and how it works is a negative thing. We all want to lose weight, even if we don't have any weight to lose. Because everyone else wants to lose weight, we may as well too. The first thing for me that comes to mind is throw your scale away. The second is congratulations. When we don't have a lot of weight to lose, we're in good shape. The scale going up in numbers means we're gaining muscle, which is a good thing. Let me explain why. The more muscle we have, the more efficient our bodies are at burning fat, which is something we're all after. We want to increase our metabolism by eating good, clean, healthy foods. We want to nourish our bodies right and get all the nutrients we need to be healthy. This is a long chain of events that all adds up to optimum health. When we're at this stage, we gain muscle, but not the muscle you're thinking of. The muscle you're thinking of only comes by training a certain way. That's not the way we train, so it's not possible to get those big bulky muscles you see on TV and which most women want to avoid. The muscle I'm talking about is long, lean, sculpted and toned body parts that resemble a Greek god or goddess. (laughs) Seriously though, to get big and bulky muscles, you have to eat for that kind of body. And you have to clank around heavy weights in the gym for hours. We don't do that. So that's not something you have to worry about. We use functional exercises, high reps with high intensity. We use everything from circuit training to high intensity interval training. This is the opposite way a bodybuilder would gain mass. I couldn't be more clear when I say there's no way a person could gain big bulky muscles exercising the way we do. What I do feel when I hear the scale went up from one of my members that's in great shape is sheer excitement. Seriously, that's a big step in increasing your health and fitness level. Unfortunately, because of how we've been raised and what our image is on weight gain, my members can't share that same excitement. I long for the day when a member comes to me excited because they've seen positive results on themselves and on the scale. But more times than not, we're not sure what to expect. The idea or notion of someone gaining being a good thing isn't shared by many, especially women. Gaining a pound or two is perceived as being one of the worst things there is. But that's no one's fault. Certainly not each individual. We all have to experience our own lessons. It doesn't matter how many times I say something, most times a person has to go through it themselves to really understand it. I try to prepare each person I work with for some of the things I've experienced in the past. And for the most part, that's all I can do. Those of us in the industry that teach, we do our best to prepare others with what they'll be going through and be there with them to offer advice and suggestions. My conclusion to that whole explanation of weight gain is it's not always a bad thing. Most times when we see the scale go up, it means we're gaining muscle mass, which means we're going to be burning fat at a higher rate, which of course is a good thing. If we don't have body fat to lose, then we're transforming our bodies into lean, sculpted, fat-burning machines. And if we have some weight to lose, we still gain muscle, and the scale still goes up. We need to remain patient at this time, trust the process, and focus on all the other positives that are happening in our lives because we're making better choices. 
In this recipe of the week, you're going to get a two for one. I often talk about preparation. Always cooking more so there's a meal ready to go that doesn't take time to prepare. In this recipe, I'm going to explain just that. A lot of the time, we only cook enough food for that meal. We're going to talk about how to cook extra food and make a brand new meal with leftovers for those who either don't know how or don't like to eat leftovers. I started out with an omelet. I throw in the bottom of a pan whatever fat I'm cooking with. In this case, it's coconut oil. While the coconut oil is transforming into a liquid, I'm chopping up veggies that I'm going to put in the omelet. I almost always use what's in the fridge. Rarely, if ever, do I go out and buy food just to make a particular meal. Sounds odd, I know, but we don't need to buy expensive food to eat healthy. We don't need to follow an exact list to make the food taste good or to get all the healthy ingredients we need in a meal. In this case, I had some red onion in the fridge along with mushrooms. I really love the flavor of mushrooms in my pasta and eggs. I also had some zucchini in the fridge, which I chopped up and added to the pan. While I'm waiting for veggies to saute in the pan, I'm cracking the number of eggs I'm going to eat with this meal in a separate bowl. In this case, I added six whole eggs. I chopped up some dill, threw them all together and beat them up. Once the veggies are once the veggies are sautéed to my liking, which is usually crunchy, not only because that's the way I like them, but because heat destroys most of the nutrients in our foods. So remember, always take out your veggies slightly crunchy, unless you're going to make mashed potatoes or cauliflower. That's pretty much it. This takes a very short time and doesn't take very much effort. Once the eggs are cooked, you're ready for your meal. This is a low-carb meal, so depending on your goals, you may want to add something extra like quinoa, which can actually be mixed in the eggs, or whole wheat bread with some peanut butter. Personally, I like the flavor of natural herbs like dill and maybe some pepper and sea salt. If you have to, or for a change if you're eating eggs often, try ketchup. Although watch out how much you use. You could turn a healthy meal into a not-so-healthy one. Or add hot sauce. Here comes the two-for-one. I cook six eggs with a bunch of veggies so I have extra food. If you're trying to gain weight, are a big eater, or eating for more than one, cook more eggs and add in some extra veggies so you're cooking enough for the next meal. The next meal is an omelet burrito. Sometimes I like to saute garlic and throw the already cooked eggs from the fridge in the pan and wait for them to heat. This may sound weird or like more work, but garlic, besides all the healthy benefits, is a nice flavor changer so your meal doesn't taste exactly the same. Once the eggs are warmed up, I pull out a whole wheat flax wrap from the fridge, throw the eggs on top. For additional flavor, more health benefits, and a different meal, I chop up cilantro, Throw that on top with sliced avocado to get those healthy fats. And finally, if that burrito isn't bursting with flavor, I throw in a couple tablespoons of salsa and I'm ready to go. You've just placed yourself right smack in the middle of Mexico. All you need is a beach and a Corona. Stay away from the beers in the morning though. So there you have it, a two for one. So next time you make a meal, be sure to cook a little extra and add some new flavor when you reach in the fridge for that already made meal. Exploring mind and body with True Form's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. Health Street, Shoppers Drug Mart, and the CLC Fitness Center. Uniting together for a healthier tomorrow. To find out more about Drew Tadia and True Form Life or to become a sponsor, visit trueformlife.com. I recently talked about mindset concerning complaining along with the scale. It's clear to me that our minds control everything. It has been for quite some time. One of my favorite memories being on a team was my first year at university. We all have a breaking point, and as trainers and coaches, it's our job to find them for each individual, help them push through them to set new limits. One of our first practices, our coach wanted to find out our breaking point. He wanted to know who was strong and in what areas. At the end of a long and gruesome training session, the coach had us all lie on our backs and put our feet up in the air. 
Then we lowered our feet to about six inches off the ground, and there they stayed until each individual dropped off and was unable to hold this position for any longer. There would be only one person to claim victory over the whole team, only one person standing, or lying in this case, when everyone else could no longer last. I don't remember exactly how long we had our feet up in the air. It seemed like hours. So many things go through your mind when you participate in, in an exercise like this. Towards the end, the most apparent are the negative thoughts. The thoughts that creep in and tell you, you're weak, you won't last any longer. Just let go and the pain will be over. What do you have to lose? The list goes on. I've always had a competitive edge and knowing how important it is to make a lasting first impression, especially being in a new group, a group of 50 plus, no less, there was no way I was gonna let this one slip through my fingers. I remember details of this event like it was yesterday. Funny what we remember and how we remember them. I remember the coach yelling out the numbers as they dropped. Five people left, then four. I lay there in agony, not wanting to give up fighting, nothing but my mind. I knew my body would hold if I could just control my mind and my thoughts. Our teammates yelled in encouragement, which helped more than I could explain. There was three of us left, then only two. Both of us held on. We shook and we sweat, and finally I dropped my feet. <laughs> nah, just kidding. No chance. I wasn't going to drop my feet. Someone would have had to physically push my feet down to make me quit. It was over with. I won this little competition and was quite proud of myself and still am if you couldn't tell. But not because it was a physical contest, because it was a mental contest. I knew all I had to do was control my mind and I would win. It's not so easy by any means, but I think most people were trying to control their bodies. If I didn't know then, there's no doubt I knew after. The body always follows the mind. If you can control your thoughts and your emotions, there's not much holding you back. I recently had a business associate come back from a conference which was centered around the mind and positive energy, positive thoughts, and what we can control through both of these. It was clear to me how energized he was after coming back from such an event. Only a few weeks ago, I attended a conference myself that was more energizing than words could explain. I had a new look on life, a new look on business, and had a newfound energy that was so apparent plenty of people commented on it. I feel that just about everything comes down to thoughts and what we focus on. If we're having a bad day, I bet you're focusing on the guy that cut you off on the way to work or the person that stole your parking spot. If you're having a great day, I bet you're thinking about something good that happened or something that's about to happen. Could be dinner you're looking forward to, a date with your spouse, or a night out with the guys. Regardless of what it is, thoughts put us in the mood we're in. There's no way around it. Try being upset while picturing an exotic island or up in the fresh air of our beautiful Rocky Mountains if you prefer. Get upset while thinking about your newborn or playing with your pet. These are things we love. When we're thinking about them, we're in a good mood. Actually doing them, we're in a better mood. It's the exact opposite when things aren't going well. You know what gets me is we don't need a reason to be in a bad mood. Sometimes we wake up in a bad mood. For no reason at all, we snap at who's ever closest. When someone asks why we're upset, we growl something to the effect, I just am, which is usually good enough. But if we're in a good mood, there's a reason. Just got a raise. It's Friday. Going on holidays. Whatever it is, there is a reason. It all comes back to what we focus on. Many of us walk around with internal anger, are on edge, and are easily annoyed, turned off, or could fly off the handle with a drop of a hat. Some people are often sad and don't know why. Our depression rate grows as the days pass by. Why, we ask? The answer is focus. What are the most frequent thoughts going through our head? I'll never make it. It's too hard. I can't find a way out. What's the point? We have people that consistently think about the past, how their parents mistreated them, and how they were neglected. Grown adults that have children of their own, still focused and mad at what their parents did to them. We're still upset at what a friend did or didn't do. And I'm not talking about yesterday. I'm talking about years ago. And I'd like to be clear. 
I'm not judging here. I'm just pointing out facts. When we're sad, mad, frustrated, or depressed, we're thinking about things, memories, situations, or the bleak-looking future to put us in this mood. And when we're happy, what's most apparent in our minds are the good things. What's happening now? What's going to happen in the near future? And how good it makes us feel. Of course, most things are easier said than done. What we need to do when we aren't feeling so well is think better thoughts. Raise your vibration. Raise your standards. And think about the good things and what we can be grateful for, not things we wish we had. There's other things we can do also. The short of it, when we're depressed, angry, or frustrated, we get tense, tight. We don't move. We curl up, talk low, and aren't very emotional. And how are we when we're excited? Better yet, how's a kid? They jump around, scream, laugh all lively with emotion and motion in general. We jump, we run, we hug, we talk, we sing. This is a quick way to change our mood. The first thing we need to do is act. The longer we stay in a depressed, angry state, the harder it will be to get out of it. The main thing is we need to do something. Otherwise, our whole day or years of our lives will be wasted in anger. And don't think this isn't a conditioned response. We teach ourselves how to get into a negative mood just as easily as we teach ourselves how to be in a happy mood. You know people that are unusually happy. Those annoying people that are always happy for no reason. And we know people that could snap for no good reason. We've conditioned ourselves this way because of what we focus on. And the more we're in a bad mood or in a negative state, the easier it will be to put ourselves right back there. I know it's easy to be put in that negative state with all the negativity around. You can't turn on the evening news without being depressed on what's going on in our world. We'll talk more about that in another segment. So I've decided to do something about it. A wonderful person gave me a great idea. She gave me an affirmation card. It's a beautiful message on it and was intended for it to be seen often. So that's exactly what I did. I put it right next to my bathroom mirror where I see it every morning. I thought it was almost unfair for me to be able to see this positive message and not have others see it. I wanted to do something about that. I thought about giving each individual member an affirmation card from time to time. But then I thought, why not get everyone involved? So what we've decided to do as a group is hand around a stack of affirmation cards. We started out with one card. That person adds their own affirmation to the stack and passes it along. Then the next person adds, and so on. What I'd like each individual to do is copy all the affirmations and place them in an area where they can be seen often. Maybe around the house, maybe in a food journal, schedule book, or all around the bathroom mirror. Wouldn't that be pleasant to wake up to? Encouraging, inspirational words shared by others who all want to make a difference. Like-minded individuals that need and want to give motivation themselves. I think this is a great idea. We have so many negative thoughts and negativities in general that we deal with and think about on a daily basis. Why not do the opposite? Why not pollute our minds with positive thoughts and affirmations? This little exercise is called paid forward. We've just started, so we only have a few cards at the moment, but I plan on giving each member the set of cards and having them add to it. And after the group has had their turn, we'll reach out to others and see if they'd like to join. Get your affirmation ready. Who knows? You might be next. I'm True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. For more on True Form's Drew Tadia, visit trueformlife.com or call 403-510-4915. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia would not be possible without GDK Gravel and Sand. They've got the best rock for your road. Call them today, 1-877-335-2091. That's 1-877-335-2091.